Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Well, we're coming close, obviously, to Christmas Eve, just a couple days from now. And a lot of preparations that are going in, a lot of thoughts and concerns about travel for some, family coming in either for, as I see some who've popped in, and those who are still on their way, those who may still be leaving town or waiting on others to come before, during, or after Christmas. But it's uh, normally most of that is uh, centered around that aspect of home. So some are going home for Christmas and some are leaving home to go to someone else's home for Christmas. It's kind of interesting, and if you want to have open uh, what James just read a moment ago from Matthew 1, since it covers both the Isaiah text and uh, within our gospel, Matthew 1, 18 to 25, please open your Bibles there, or your uh, iPhones, Androids, iPads, whatever way you'd like to get there. And we want to think about home. It's an interesting thing, actually, when you think about it. We've been talking about, I'll be home for Christmas. But in a way, if you think about Christmas, nobody was home. Uh, Mary and Joseph belonged to Nazareth. They had to travel to Bethlehem, right? And so then we get, as we had our lovely pillow talk here, uh, we had the uh, sheep and shepherds. They were at work. They weren't home either. Uh, the wise men, uh, when they started out and as they were going, left home to go search for the Savior, and even Jesus left home to join us. So I'll be home for, Jesus, uh, for, uh, for Christmas. What a funny thing. Nobody was home, so why are we talking about it? We're talking about it because God's desire God's blessing, whether we're talking about, you know, having lost dear loved ones recently or those of who's experienced uh, death in our families, those of us who are praying for and those who are close to us, those who have experienced health issues, those of us who have seen uh, the falling apart and dying of relationships, those of us who may be filled with family around us and not yet quite feel like we're home, those of us who are at home and only able to reach out by phone or Skype or FaceTime to say Merry Christmas, God wants us to feel home. You know, our, um, Ursula got married. She really didn't know what she was getting to. I mean, you can tell that after these number of years. It was a big, you know, big trick to get her on board. And uh, I always say I loved one of her greatest characteristics was being naive. I could take advantage of that, and she had to marry me before she got to know anything better. Right, dear? Uh, <laughs> caught, you, caught you early. And uh, lots of adjustments to be made. And um, as I think about those, those first... Uh, months to year that we were together, you know, one of the things that I know was a huge uh, piece, and she may have talked to you about this, a huge uh, transition was being home for Christmas or not home for Christmas. So let me describe her home for Christmas. How do you describe outside of Christmas vacation? Now, how do you describe 
her family. I mean, there's people everywhere, family, kids, moms and dads, grandpas, omas, omas, and opas, and Ursula had a full Christmas every year because everyone was there, and they all bought gifts for each other, and there was tree full uh, uh, and, and presents underneath, and even if you go back far enough, they had real trees, and because it was a real German family, they used to have real candles. Yes, gasp at that one. On the tree. Then you marry the guy who comes with the uh, practicality world of being in a pastor's family, and and uh, we've not had a lot of Christmas. There's the two boys growing up, and so she gets one Christmas already, whether it's just us going back to Wyoming, where she can see you know the beauty of the great wide open blue skies and things. But it's pretty dull and dull uh, around my house. Because you have services, you come home in between, there's not stacks of presents under the tree. She had to talk me into buying a present for my mother who doesn't want presents. And me getting to told what I shouldn't have done afterward when she opened the present from Ursula and said, oh, thank you. And then she takes me aside and says, don't you ever do that again. So that's how things work in my house. Here's how the presents went with us. My brother Mike, Merry Christmas, here's your check. Steve, Merry Christmas, you get a double check. Ha! <laughs> Win! <laughs> and then Ursula says, that's it? And I said, that's it? Eggnog and raw, I mean, eggnog for all. That was Christmas, pretty much. Am I missing anything? <laughs> pretty much it. And she didn't say much because she was still just kind of, you know, in love. And, uh, or as we say, lost her mind. And so then down the road, it becomes a first call to, to Manchester, Iowa, and we have Christmas, and she hears back from her family and all the noise and all the fun and all the things going on, and it's just the two of us. And she didn't have to say anything. You see in her eyes, it was like, oh, home with you. What a shift, huh? Didn't feel like home. Didn't have the sense of Christmas. And praise God, she has worked through all of that, and I still don't really provide the kind of childhood Christmas that we ever, that she ever experienced. But on the other side of the coin, we've had a home, a home where Christmas has been celebrated and lived that home has been a place wherever our feet have landed. And I think about today, Matthew 1, 18 to 25, because here we have Joseph. And he too, I wouldn't call him naive, but I would call him this. He was a little bit odd, unsure, clueless in terms of what was coming uh, toward him because he had plans. He knew what home was going to look like. He was the typical Jewish man. He found this lovely bride that he would marry and take home. His, wor his world was around this, that he would build a home. As Jesus uses that imagery in John chapter 14, he had gone to make a place for her. 
And it wasn't just finding a few acres outside, you know, in Conroe or Magnolia or far away, but it was probably tied to his family's home. So there was plenty of family. There was plenty of home, and he was building on and adding that, and he had already been engaged because that means we are, in a sense, married. It's just, I don't have you home yet. Just wait. I'm going to come get you. So what we don't capture completely is that he's preparing this place. He's preparing for home. And then the angel shows up and says, wait a minute, got some news for you. You know Mary who was gone for several months, she's back while she's pregnant. And I want you to think about the fact that everything he'd been preparing, everything that he had been planning, everything that he'd been thinking about to bring her home, because they leave. Sounds so nice when Tara says it. And they went to Bethlehem. I always wonder how far along was he? They don't cover this. Did he rent it out? Did one of his brothers take it over? What happened to home when they walked away? Now, for your life, have you had some surprises? Things you've planned and thought through? Home. I love being in Texas during Christmas because I'm not shoveling snow. It's not 150 below. Sounds great, but when you move here, maybe some of you are still transitioning a year or five or six or 20 going, I miss the snow. Well, you're nuts too, but I'm just saying, but you might be feeling like, I miss the snow. But it's more than that. You know, family is a phone call away, but they're a lifetime away. Maybe you had plans for school and school didn't happen the way you thought. Perhaps you had plans for after school and getting out on your own and making a home and you're still back at your parents' home. Or maybe you had all kinds of plans to build that forever home and you're still stuck in the house that doesn't really feel like home. Or maybe it's you got a house, you got a place, but you don't have the relationships that you really thought you'd have at this point. Surprise. God desires to make, though, into every situation we're in, that he speaks to us really like he spoke to Joseph because Joseph, as he's thinking all this through, as he's bringing all this to him, as it's rushing to his mind, and we're just reading, you know, he said, take what Mary to be your wife, she'll bear a son. All these things are blowing through his mind. What God says to him, listen, this is God's promise and a promise of home actually here because he says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and here it comes and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Joseph would forever learn that the place of home 
is where God is. Where God comes and puts himself. So if you've had surprises, if you've had shocks, if you've had transitions, if you're wrestling at all with Christmas this year, God says, as he said to Joseph, behold, a virgin will conceive a child and you shall call his name Emmanuel, that he is God with you. That's the peace. That's the bringing of God into the place where you are and the promise that he'll have for you and your family. You'll be home for Christmas because home is where God will be with you. But secondly, besides being a place, it's also is that peace. It is that aspect of God's presence and what it brings. You know, home is a place where imperfection is made perfect. It's a place where I'm known for who I am, accepted as I am, loved for where I am, and where my failures find forgiveness. But because we live in a place where oftentimes us wrestling with that means that it's, we're not quite all together. You know, one, the thing about that word peace is even as we have it hanging here, I think we all come to different places of what we think about peace. We think peace as being a lack of conflict, but it's much more than that. Peace, I think, if, if I were going to kind of define it, I would say it, it's something that brings a wholeness. So there can be peace in relationships when there's a wholeness. And you might say, yeah, I wish I had that. I wish there's people I know who had that. But it oftentimes doesn't start out here with others. It's, it starts here. That the peace that we lack goes back to what we find lacking in ourselves. Have you ever found Christmas? You spend the whole Christmas trying to make it enough because you feel empty enough right here that you'd have to fill it with food and gifts and memories. And all those are good, right? But it never feels quite enough. You get to the end of Christmas and say, I tried to create something because something was lacking and it was the lack of wholeness inside. We've been um, providing the opportunity for quilts for missions and a lot of those have gone. Here's one of them that didn't, and no, it's not available. You know what I like about quilts? They have lots of pieces, right? I mean, this thing came about because folks from here and other places provided little scraps, and on this case, bigger scraps, but all individual pieces that never really went together, that had nothing to do with one another, that if you took those and threw inside of me, you'd say, well, there's just a bunch of stuff floating around in there. They don't make sense. And they accomplish nothing. And sometimes in our life, we feel like that's what life looks like. Bunch of color, a bunch of stuff. Now, what I like about quilts is this, is I've watched over my lifetime my mother sit in a chair with stuff piled around her 
couldn't usually make out what it was. I just saw her hands going like this. Where'd that needle go? There it is. Or I'd find it this way. She wouldn't say where that needle go. Ah! Found your needle. Woo! Okay. But then over time, she starts pulling this out. And what was in pieces suddenly has become a hole. And then for it seems like months, it goes on some sort of quilting rack. And somewhere in there, a backing is put on. I lose track of the whole process. Tying would be done. And when it's done, you have this beautiful piece. But more than that, it's whole. See, I think Christmas and peace. Oh, that's crazy. You don't want to see that side, do you? It's taking that which is bits and nonsense. and making something whole. God talking to Ahaz, whose country was broken apart, whose hope was gone, whose lives made no sense, and was even asked, would you like to ask God something? He said, no, I'd rather not. Thank you very much. And the prophet says to him, listen, Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and you will call his name Emmanuel. For Ahaz, it was not only hearing that there would be a place, but that there was a peace. That where there had been brokenness, there would be wholeness. For Joseph, his life was set in all kinds of pieces. His world was blown up. He had no idea what was to come, and yet God took, and with a very few simple words, put it together, and his knots and his ties and everything was around these words. You shall call his name Emmanuel. A loved one dies. We stand beside him or her. We find out a job was lost. Retirement wasn't everything we thought it would be. We'd like to have more of a Christmas, but finances just aren't what we thought. It gets so busy, it's just hard to get to worship. And the longer I'm gone, the harder it is to go back. We get to be with family. Yay. I guess they're not showing up this year. 
It's a new year, which means I need to make resolutions on things I didn't do last year. Well, Ahaz, well, Matthew, God wants you home, and he wants it to bring peace, and it's just these simple words. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. God with us. God in us, God for us, God around us, God living for us, God dying for us, God giving us wholeness, God giving us peace. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you. We Today, as we think about our lives, and there may be things that were brought up that maybe touch us a little more heavily than others, or maybe we can't quite connect with that, but we do understand those times where things don't fit together. We feel like the bunch of bits of cloth, and no one's going to be able to pull us together. And yet, you promise through your Son, through the Emmanuel, God with us, that there is going to be peace, and that peace is a wholeness. So, Lord, where we feel lacking, let us be filled with you. Where we find ourselves reaching for something out there, we can't quite get a handle on what it is, let us look for you. Where we try to find things of the world, let us find worship. Where we find, try to find meaning, help us to find community and the ability to serve. Where we're seeking someone to do something for us, help us to seek doing for others. When we find ourselves lost, help us to listen like Matthew did with a simple man, Joseph. And let us hear the words, Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you for that peace, and thank you for bringing it to us through Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen.